0: hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. Today we have Karishma Rajaratnam on the show. Karishma is currently the head of growth at ChartMogul. So ChartMogul is an analytics platform that helps you run your subscription business. She's also a growth marketing and GTM mentor at Techstars early stage startups. So prior to ChartMogul, Karishma was heading growth at ChargeB. Welcome to the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here.
1: Hey Sunil, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the show.
0: Great. So, Karishma, before you were at Chajvi, you were a founder. So, how has how that transition been and how has been your journey into the SaaS ecosystem?
1: Sure thing. So I actually started my career in a very different space. It was in behavioral science and in academia. So I basically did a master's in psychology. And I initially thought that I wanted to like kind of specialize in academia and focus on, you know, getting a PhD in psychology. Um, mm -hmm. And when I was studying in the UK at the time, it was like a shift in the industry going on where a lot of behavioral science concepts were being applied to real world business. And you, you were seeing like a lot of new companies coming up that were applying behavioral science to marketing and positioning as well. So I wanted to kind of get into that space of, you know, applying psychology to marketing and bringing, you know, learnings from academia into the real world. And so I started uh, my own business along with my husband. And we basically, what what we were focusing on was like providing digital marketing consultancy services, but then also blending that in with uh, research in, you know, the latest behavioral science. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, set up this business and was doing that for a fair amount of time. And I really, kind of enjoyed it, but that was kind of when I started working with a lot of product companies, Chargebee being one of them. And I was seeing the shift, like, you know, SaaS was becoming huge at the time. And it was also a really interesting space. And I wanted to kind of pivot from offering services, which is what I was doing, into getting into software full-time. And Chargebee just seemed like an amazing fit. Great Mm -hmm. founders, building an amazing product. And so, you know, one thing led to another and I joined the SaaS ecosystem. And I've Mm -hmm. spent about five, close close to around six years now in the SaaS space and uh, been growing that uh, within Chargebee and now at ChartMogul.
0: That's really interesting. And and you're Talking about your time at Chargebee, right? You joined very early and you saw the company transition from, you know, having 1 million ARR to 10 million ARR and and even more. But then I, I see in Indian SaaS ecosystem, right? There are many companies who are in this this particular stage, right? Like between 1 to 10. So I think it's great that we're having this conversation on, you know, scaling up from 1 million to 10 million ARR and even above above that, right? So let's say you join a startup which is at 1Million era. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you join this company yeah. and a couple of things that you're going to do?
1: Sure. So I think like if you're new to a startup that's just hit its 1M uh, milestone, I think like the first, at least I'm speaking from a marketing perspective, I yeah. think uh, one of the top things you need to do is like try to identify the channels that brought the startup to 1M, right? So well. in the early stages, you're going to be like, it's it's very common for entrepreneurs and marketing teams to be trying out multiple different channels, but there are also several different like growth hacks almost uh, to get them to those first initial milestones. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's typically just one channel or maximum two channels that would have gotten them to that 1M stage, right? It's, you may Mm -hmm. try a bunch of different things, but it's usually just one or two things that are really working uh, in the early days to get you that traction. So I think the first thing to do is identify what are those one or two channels that have worked extremely well for the business to get them to that milestone, right? And then the second thing I think from there is figuring out how am I gonna hire the right talent or how can I hone the existing talent within the team To grow Mm -hmm. those one or two channels to get us to the next milestone, but at the same time, start experimenting and iterating with new channels. Because the problem with doing only or like focusing just on that one channel is that you'll soon hit a plateau. It got you to one, but it's probably not going to get you to 5M with the same velocity that you require, right? Makes sense. Yeah, so I think I would say, like, you just, you know, dig into the data, understand, like, what are the one or two things that are working, figure out how are you going to put a team in place to scale those one or two things, and then uh, figure out, like, you know, how are you going to test out and iterate with new channels as well.
0: Got it. Makes me think of two things, right? So one is, uh, like, what were those one or two things at ChargeP that was really working when you joined? And yeah. the second thing you talked about having the right talent for going from 1M to 10M is definitely very important because you might have all the strategies, you might have all the ideas, you might have all the growth hacks if you want, but then if you don't have the right kind of people to drive the whole thing, then, then everything is such a fail. So there's obviously a, a need to change the mindset of people when they are at 1 million ARR and they want to go to a 10 million ARR, right? So did you also see like a change in mindset when you joined charge very early and then when you left charge it was like you know 10 10 million era plus obviously so during the during the journey right there will be a transition in on how you think or how you see marketing right like when you're at 1 million you're doing some things because you are too r- responsible for you don't want to spend too much on on things you experiment yeah. less or something like that and when you're at 10m you have more freedom to experiment you have more budget under your control where you can you know do different kind of stuff and see what works what doesn't and and then go so what were the things that worked at charge at 1m what is those one or two things and what kind of change in the mindset is required
1: yeah, sure. So I uh, so to answer the first question, I'd say like when I joined Charge B, you know, they had the content engine going really, really well for them in mm-hmm. the early days. So my uh, yeah. ex-colleague Akash had built a fantastic team uh, around the blog uh, called the SaaS Dispatch. And, you know, that was one of the things that Chargebee was really starting to get known for within the SaaS ecosystem where, you know, Akash and his team, uh, Sadhana and a couple of other amazing folks would put out great content. And, you know, slowly that content would start getting linked in other newsletters and things like that. And so the content marketing engine was working really well and they were driving a lot of inbound leads from SEO. They were also dabbling with paid marketing a little bit. And that's when, you know, I kind of came in to help grow that side of things and help establish a a uh, paid marketing engine. So I would say for, you know, up until almost like 5M, I'd say, you know, roughly around 4 to 5M that stage and paid marketing these two. And when I say paid, I mean, primarily on the Google AdWords search side of things, uh, because, you know, the in, inbound demand for uh, queries around subscription billing uh, at that 1M stage, which was, was really interesting actually, because in the early days you would see that we would hit a plateau with search queries for subscription management tools, right? Mm-hmm. Because the market was not educated then. But, you know, in the course of like five years, we saw that uh, demand really surge in terms of the number of people looking for these tools. So we that kind of sense. tried to capitalize on the early uh, demand uh, from the paid PPC side. And then, of course, we had this con- content engine going. Uh, so I would say these were interesting. the two top things.
0: Yeah, that that's really interesting. I think content is the thing that, you know, uh, that helps many 1 million ARR startups in this stage. Right. And it helps a lot. So- For many companies, I've seen that they hit a plateau somehow on on some things. If they're in in like a really crowded space, it's really difficult to rank and get that inbound traffic going on. But then uh, it it still somehow works, right? Because it's such a huge ecosystem or it's such a huge network of of content, right? And it it does not take a lot of investment from the company's perspective as well. So I think it's one of the great channels to have when when you're just reach 1 million and then you just need to figure out like how not to plateau that channel and keep figuring out new avenues to like get that inbound thing running
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I think uh, content now, especially, is so much harder. Even though five years ago wasn't that long ago, I think it's it's just boomed. Like the the amount of channels that we have within content, like there's podcasts, just like this, and then there's of course like blogs. So there's so many new ways of uh, communicating your content. So it's it's more crowded now. But I think if you can figure out a unique perspective that your brand is able to add, you know, to the to the ecosystem, then your content will stand out, and it's a worthwhile definitely.
0: Yeah, valued content will always triumph,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd say. Yeah, and then talking about the second point, right? Like, you know, change in the mindset of people uh, that they need to make when they're growing from, you know, 1M to 10M.
1: Yeah, so I think like uh, this is probably like common knowledge uh, within the SaaS space, but like having a growth mindset is super important. Like one Mm -hmm. of the things for me was uh, there's this fantastic article by First Round Review, um, Uh First Round Ventures' blog, uh, where they talk about how you need to give away your Legos when you're in a fast-growing startup, right? And what they mean by that concept is that as an early-stage team member. You're kind of tasked with a bunch of different responsibilities and it's very likely that, you know, uh, you are one of the key people who's helping grow the company within that space. So, for instance, if it's marketing, let's say you're doing PPC or adverts, right? In the early days, that's your little baby. You're trying to grow that engine for the company and grow leads. But there comes a time when like we just spoke about that might plateau a bit or the company might need to look for other channels, right, for you to work on. And so Mm -hmm. you as a marketer need to apply yourself now to think about, okay, what does the company really need at this point in time? And if that is diversification and finding new channels, you might need to find and hire somebody else to take over the PPC side of things so that you can go in and bigger challenges right but that's a Mm -hmm. hard process it's not easy when you're an early stage team member and we and especially when you don't have this kind of knowledge that this is common you tend to think that hey i need to give away my job or like you know i'm Mm -hmm. giving away my baby right it's just like how any entrepreneur feels i think with their own company so figuring out that like growth mindset and figuring out like how you know these things actually mean bigger challenges and better challenges is a good mindset change i think to have and to just keep thinking about your entire career is just like, okay, giving away your Legos uh, to, to others to take things forward so that you can focus on other things. I would say that's like, st- when I came across that article and, you know, we shared it internally within charge, we and had a nice conversation around it. Like it, it really helped like change the way I also thought about a lot of things.
0: Yeah. To have a growth mindset is definitely very important, you know, to cross, cross that stage and again, to have that mindset is great. As you rightly mentioned before, when you're at 1M and you join this company, you need to figure out what are those like, you know, one or two or three channels that are working for you. Right. So, so the, I, I would say that that is something called as like product channel fit. So just taking a step back and going there, like, you know, how do you decide that, you know, you're a product channel fit, right? So what are some of the yeah. things that you see? What are some of the metrics that you track per channel? Let's say it it was content and, and PPC for charge B, right. So, can you give us your experience on how did you like track that okay these are the two channels that are working for me and there are not other channels like you know outbound we are trying but it's not working or something like that yeah so how so did you calculate really, our,
1: yeah. yeah sure yeah this is a great question i think because it can be super deceptive if you look at like high level metrics yeah. like, for example the, mm-hmm. the standard thing that you would technically like look at would be leads right like so which right. channel is giving me the more number of leads and that that's like a, almost like a vanity metric in some senses because There are certain channels where if you pump in more money, like PPC, for example, uh, you will obviously get more leads, right? And Mm -hmm. there are maybe certain referral engines that work really well in generating leads for you. But I think one of the things we learned along the way was, you know, leads are almost like a vanity metric. You need to go deeper to, I think, at a company level, even before you get down just to the marketing, is to understand who is my ideal customer profile, right? What's my ICP as a business? And are my marketing Mm -hmm. channels generating that right kind of customer and i think a couple of metrics uh, you need to look at for that icp are like i think the top metric is retention right like which are the customers that i'm able to retain in the longer run and which are the customers that i'm able to land and expand easily that is like you know the expansion revenue grows over time for this customer Mm -hmm. makes sense Uh, I think these are the two core metrics because like if you if you have a subset of customers that you're able to retain and they're happy over time and they're paying you more money, that tells you that this is a great market for me to focus on. And once you know that, the next question is to ask your both your marketing and product teams like what are we doing to attract these kind of customers, right? And from a marketing perspective, you then need to go into your channels and look at like, okay, PPC may be giving me more leads, but is it giving me my ICP? If no, then I need to look at the next channel, which might be giving me Slightly lesser number of leads, but you know the retention and the uh, mm-hmm. the product market fit within that subset of leads is great.
0: Got it. And then how feasible it is like to have another ICP that sort of comes out in this this phase or this transition, right? Very early stage SaaS companies would focus on one or two ICPs in the start, right? But then uh there's also a new persona that you can go behind right but you never because to to target that persona you require different channels or different ways to target them which would require a lot of investment in the first place but now you have that capacity and now you have that motive to go from 1m to 10m and to hit 10m you might go behind these new one or two personas or one or two icps and you have to explore those new channels right so Then how do you go about that or is it a good practice to have new icps at when you're in this transition phase or you should look for new icps when you are at 10m
1: yeah so i think it's a prioritization thing within a marketing team where uh, i think like it's very natural like you said to have like new customer profiles that come up right we're in a rapidly moving SaaS environment where like there are buyers are kind of changing every day. So suddenly, you might realize that there's this entire market that's sitting in front of you, which you're not tapping into. So an example for Chargebee, for example, would be like, uh, in the early days, we grew a lot with early stage startups and entrepreneurs. And you know, that's still a big part of Chargebee's uh, growth as well. Uh, But or when, you know, past past the 10M stage, we started to realize that there's a lot of potential uh, upmarket as well, right? To target higher ACV accounts and bigger deals, right? So now there's big, like the exact same thing which you said, which is you're kind of now confused where like, should I focus my marketing on the SMB or should I now start, you know, targeting enterprise? Uh, Mm. So I think that when you reach that point at which uh, you realize that there's a untapped market sitting in front of you and that there is potential product market fit there, yeah uh, deploying like a team i think that can focus so i think segmenting your team where you have a team that focuses on doubling down on what's working is really mm-hmm. important because that's your bread and butter right like what's mm-hmm. what's already working needs to be scaled and you need to like structure your team in such a way that they're able to uh, double down on that and then you need to i think hire or like figure out a way to make priority within your team to also focus on some of those newer channels that are going to help you test out that new market. I think that's really important because sticking got it, got within it. the comfort zone as well can get too comfortable and you need to figure out other avenues to scale. And it, it all comes down to prioritizing your team and uh, your resources as well.
0: Makes sense. And I think when you're going behind, let's say, a certain persona, which is a CXO of global 2000 companies, now you can't, you can't attract them with inbound strategy, right? There should be like different channels which would really work for them. I mean, for some would definitely work, like it might be, you you know, like, you know, a CXO or a VP at a global 2000 company searching on Google and came across your website and filled a form and something like that. But that generally does not happen like that. So you have to open up new channels where you can market and you can generate demand and you can, like, you know, grow your brand when you are in this transition. So how do you decide on... Which channels should I open up or which channel new channels should we start trying to go behind this newly identified persona that we have for the business?
1: Yeah. So I would say like a lot of it is just signals from the market and like what your understanding of the market really is. Like mm-hmm. like you rightly said, like if you're targeting enterprise customers, your strategy in itself, in terms of marketing channels, might differ, right? So mm-hmm. I would look at kind of what similar companies are doing in that, at least this is like my, the way I kind of discover new channels is really like curate like a list of the top companies in the enterprise space, you know, who are doing a really, really great job at it and try to see what are some of the things they are typically doing, right? So for example, ABM took off a lot over the last couple of years and ABM is technically like a strategy that's, uh, you know, focused on targeting larger ACV accounts. And so that is something that we closely started tracking at Chargebee to see, like, you know, what are, like, what is the best practices being applied in ABM? And is this something that we can experiment with? And the marketing team did recently start to, I think, experiment with ABM quite deeply. So I Mm -hmm. I would look at what the best are doing, but then also kind of keep a caveat that, like, there are a lot of different things that people do within marketing and do it really well, right? So, for example, you might see one brand that does a podcast really, really well, another one that... does ABM really well, right? So I think it's really important again to like just try controlled experiments with newer channels within the target market that you're trying to address. Uh, And then quickly, I think quickly testing and iterating is really important to say, okay, if this one is not working, let's push it aside and move to the next thing, right? Experimentation mindset becomes really important. And once you, again, like in this new market, find one or two things that are working, just doubling down on that and focusing, I think becomes really important.
0: That's really good. And if you, if you, you know, stitch all these pieces together, you, you should attain something called as product channel persona fit. <laughs> I guess yeah. like, you know, which kind of product works for like, you know, what persona and through what channels, right? Some, yeah, for example,
1: something like that. <laughs> exactly. For example, even within chart mobile specifically, like we, you know, we have developers who buy our product and who, who are like power users of our product, right? And mm-hmm. then we also have your founder and we also have customer success people and marketing people coming in to uh, to view dashboards, right? Mm-hmm. So from a sales perspective, you know, as long as they have data requirements and BI needs uh, within the subscription space, they're a great fit. But marketing people hang out in different places compared to devs and uh, CFOs, right? So how mm-hmm. do we kind of uh, figure out marketing channels that would target each of these people with the right message at the right time at the right place becomes like mm-hmm. the next challenge when you're targeting multiple personas. So like you said, like mm-hmm. persona, product and cha- channel fit is really
0: important definitely interesting so i think we have reached the course for this episode and i think you shared great insights that people can get started with to understand if they are in this this particular phase they might get some things that they thought they should try or they read about it somewhere but never really went and tried maybe they can after listening to this episode maybe they can go and try out some new stuff and like you know just implement some of the uh, things that you that you talked about here right so this, this was great. And, you know, let's let's move on to the lightning round. So first one, Karishma, like, what do you know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started?
1: I think it would probably be the, the, the giving away your Legos advice that I had just shared mm-hmm. earlier on, which is that, like, I think I'm in a similar, very fast growing startup today. So I think it's a much wiser approach where it's like, I'm kind of prepared for, different changes that will be happening over the next course of you know the next Mm -hmm. couple of years and i'm uh, i I just wish i had that advice in my very early days Uh, so it would Mm -hmm. be easier for me to grow faster and you know move move to bigger challenges i think
0: interesting and then second one like what did your biggest professional failure teach you
1: i would say like i i would say like just in terms of quick not getting very emotional about changes that happen um within a large startup, right? Like it's it's easy to get super emotional about like the larger changes that happen within a growing company. But looking at things in a very rational and objective way versus taking an emotional stance is I think something that I have definitely learned over the last
0: couple of years. Great. So uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Karishma, like for taking time and sharing these insights uh, with us today. I'm definitely sure it, it's helpful for many companies uh, who are in this, this phase of getting from 1M to 10M and yeah such a pleasure to have you on the show
1: thanks so much this was great i'm happy to answer any follow-up questions you you can find me on twitter um, yeah or LinkedIn to chat so hopefully yeah. this is helpful to any everyone uh, listening but it was great sunil thanks so much yeah
0: for having me. definitely i'm going to include your twitter and linkedin links in the description so if anyone wants to connect i'll be happy to connect
1: absolutely thank you so much